I am super excited to have you back for another episode of Red Receipt. It's a deep dive into the how and why of the brands we love and the creatives behind them. From blueprints to launch day, customers as community, and the detours in between. Big lessons and easy listening. Red Receipt is hosted by Antidote, the email and SMS marketing agency by people who hate boring email. On this week's episode of Red Receipt, we're sitting down with Scott Froman, the visionary founder of Odyssey. We dive deep into the world of mushroom-infused energy drinks, Odyssey's unique market position, and the future of functional beverages. As always, we hope you enjoy the show. Red Receipt. Where are you based out of, Scott? Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Are you, uh, are you from there originally? No, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, but I've been living down here now, like over 25 years. So what brought you down there originally? You know, I, um, my parents were living here. I had friends that lived here. It looked like a really cool place. And, you know, I kind of like felt the company I was working for, had an opportunity for me down in Florida. I was like, I figured I'd give it a shot. If I like it, I'll stay. If I don't like it, I'll go back home, back to New York. What's your background before launching the brand? I, uh, I noticed that you'd been involved in a, a couple different verticals and with varying focuses. Back in the day when I was in college, you know, and even in high school, I was very entrepreneurial. I, you know, whether it was hustling to, you know, wash cars or selling fireworks or, you know, slinging, you know, selling t-shirts at flea markets and at college, I was always kind of doing something to, you know, run my own business. And, you know, most recently I had, uh, I got, I was involved in a hemp CBD. I built a hemp CBD company and I built three very successful brands. And before that, I got involved in electronic cigarettes and vapey liquid bottles by accident. I had two friends that started the vape business. One was the money, one was the operator. They both clashed. <clears throat> they said, listen, we need to find somebody to run this thing. I knew nothing really about the proper distribution and stuff like that. And I, I looked at it like it was a healthier alternative than cigarettes. So I was like, all right, you know, I could justify this because I've done a couple of half iron men, you know, I'm like, I tend to stay healthy, you know? And I did that. And, uh, and the vapey liquid business, I built it up and I, I sold in convenience stores and I sold in vape stores and smoke and head shops. And that's what led me to CBD. I ultimately sold the vape liquid business. And then it led me into, uh, I, I was an international business. I was in France. I was all over the place, UK. And that led me to CBD. And then CBD, I jumped in because I was able to get in early. I resonated with the CBD instead of the THC. I thought, oh, this is kind of cool without having people getting, you know, all, all, all messed on the THC. And I thought yeah, that, you know, help people with pain and anxiety. And that was cool. And I built that. I sold that. But it's the mushroom business that I'm in now that is the one that I've resonated with, you know, since, you know, this has been like my baby kind of thing. So you said on the CBD business, you built three brands inside of that company? Yeah. What happened was, is that when I first came out to do the CBD, but you know, the CBD business was a natural for me because coming from Vapey Liquid, I had all these stores, vape, smoke, and head shops. And those were the kind of kind of like back in the shopping center type of stores that would actually buy CBD at the early days and sell it when it was like really like, uh, you know, not really understood. Am I going to yeah. go to jail? Is this legal? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, and, and there wasn't CBD stores back then. It was you know, vape smoking head shops. And I, and I was dealing with all those vape smoking head shops, selling my electronic cigarettes, you know, my, my vapey liquid bottles. The, the vapey liquid bottles was the big business, not the electronic cigarettes, honestly, the, you know, and so then I went to those, you know, I was able to, and I had a non-compete in on nicotine because of the vapey liquid bottles. I couldn't sell anything with nicotine. So CBD was great. It has no nicotine. And yet I could still go out to those same stores and the cash and carries and the small regional mom and pop distributors. So it was like, I was, a, I already had the data. I already had the relationships, you know, and I jumped right into that. And then 
So rather than starting my own brand, I found this one brand and these guys were super cool called Hemp Lucid. This guy Chase that I met, he was a really awesome guy and he still is an awesome guy and we're still great friends. And he's like, he had this great brand he put together called Hemp Lucid. I was like, hey, tell you what, why don't you focus on B2C and give me the B2B because I'm going to put this thing away. It's going to be amazing rather than me building my own product and competing against you. And he's like, yeah, let's go. So we did that. But then he didn't have certain products like he didn't have good vape products like, you know, like like cartridges and stuff like that of CBD. And I really wanted those and he wasn't building them. So I said, look, I'm going to build Funky Farms, be my my brand. But I'm not going to like really kind of like do a lot of the products that you have, but I'm going to do products that you don't have not to compete, but like because like the market needs those. And I already have the, the distribution. So then I started selling funky farms. Then I came up with the idea of original hemp. So I was actually using like like making capsules for like sleep and pain and anxiety. But I would use like other ingredients to support the claim. So for sleep, we use like, you know, pharmagaba and we use like you know melatonin and you know what i mean and like pain we use like turmeric and other things and and then i was able to like really take these capsules with the cbd or the cbn and then add in the other ingredients and made these great capsules i call that called original hemp so as it was i built it up and within two and a half years i built up like a 30 million dollar run rate type of company and I, i sold that company to one of the big cannabis companies and uh, and that led me to be able to relax for a second and think to myself, well, if I was wanted to do something else in my life, you know, what would that look like and what would that be? And I was able to really kind of, you know, come into this business idea with a really clean head, clean slate, and uh, and that's what kind of like. There we go. It's so funny thinking back to when CBD was like not uh, acceptable. I guess still there's probably issues with like banking and uh, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Oh, the beginning days, it was, dude, like, it was like, it was very gray. You know, it might have even been more on like, not even on the gray side, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but me, I'm looking at the stuff today. Cool. Today, today, they're selling stuff in there that's more potent than a lot of the you know, stuff that you could buy in a cannabis store, you know what I mean? And they're like, but it doesn't have THC. It's like, dude, man, like, I don't know what's in that thing, but it's like, <laughs> whack you out, man. I, I feel like too, building a brand or multiple brands in that distribution set, I, I, I might be naive, but I feel like it, uh, because they're like back office type stores that are like somewhat hidden, it's almost like you have less competition like not as many like real brands are like going out to those retail stores, I would imagine building sophisticated businesses with more of like the mom and pop style places. Right. There were players, you know, there was Charlotte's web, you know, they were like yeah. the hundred pound, you know, the 800 pound gorilla, you know, so there was some with the sophistication and that's what, you know, led me, you know, I was fortunate because from my past, I was able to do things that they couldn't do. They didn't have the relationships with the vape smoking head shops and, and most big, you know, natural grocery stores weren't taking on CBD early days because it was, you know, they weren't sure how that was going to affect their merchant, you know, processing their banking relationships and other things. So, you know, I had some, you know, I had, you know, a place where I could kind of like win on and then, you know, with the CBD stores turning in, like a lot of vapes shops turned into CBD stores, you know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was it was a really cool business. I, I, I liked it a lot and I learned a lot. And I think that everything's been like a stepping stone to what's the next things, you know, and you just kind of like take, you know, what you learned and, you know, both, you know, the things that you learned because it hurt not from a good place and and the things that you've learned you know that were great and you're like wow i want to swim downstream more like that you know because because i tell you i've had i've had a lot of wins in my life and i won't you know i got other things in the past from internet marketing but i also had a big loss too you know i had a big loss i had a loss of something of a business and you know i learned from that too because it it learned it taught me that you know when something's not right, it doesn't feel right. It's not going right. Like, don't think you're just Hercules and you're just going to be able to make it work because the truth always comes out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I uh, I completely resonate with that with my own failures in the past. Like it's like I knew it was wrong in the beginning, or, or pretty early on. But it was like you almost try to ignore the feeling to a certain extent. And think like I could solve, I could solve the you know, problem. Yeah, it's very interesting. You know, if someone said to me, they said. What do you think is the most important things about like, you know, success and business and life? I say it comes down to one thing. Is it really you could sum it up in one thing? I go, yep, I could sum it up in one thing. And I'm like, it's about thinking. You see, if you could think of what is the thing that you want to do, the think of the thing that is the thing that's going to work and whether it's business or it's personal and you could have a clear head. And you could really think and think to see the future of what's going to work. You see, it's all about the idea first. Because if you got the right idea and you think think of what's the right idea, where I should put my time, what's the thing I should invest my efforts behind? Yes, then, of course, there's all the follow through and the execution and the work that goes behind that. And that's if you didn't start with the right thing. It won't make a difference because you might have some short-term gain. You might get some short-term hustle of the thing working, but at the end of the day, it's probably not going to have the stickiness because it wasn't right from the get-go. What um what initially attracted you to the mushroom business and mushrooms in general? What attracted me was was how well they worked. You know, you using, I um, I, I yeah. Them? I was using them a lot for about for about a decade now. I've been using the functional mushrooms, you know, uh, lion's mane, cordyceps, shiitake, matki, reishi, chaga, and a friend of mine had built this like mushroom blend, and it's called Ultimate Elixir. It's really, really good. It still is really good. It's great actually. And I started adding it to my coffee in the morning. Because I felt like, you know, let me try it, you know, because I was like, you know, the coffee kind of bothered my gut. I, you know, I love the caffeine. I felt the crash. I needed a second cup of coffee by the time I got to work. And I started adding the mushrooms to my coffee in the morning. And as I drove to work, I'm like, damn, like, I feel really good. I'm like, you know, <laughs> sky's bluer, the leaves are greener. <laughs> And I got to work and I'm like, I didn't feel the crash. Or do I feel that I needed a second cup of coffee? I was like, this is amazing. Like, I really like this. I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I'm like, and then in the afternoons, I used to give out Cuban coffee to all my guys, you know, work for me and stuff like that. I had like, you know, like 100 employees at the time. And, you know, we used to give out Cuban coffee living in South Florida. And then I'm, I started drinking the mushroom, you know, powder in the afternoon without the coffee. And I said, wow, it's really nice to have no more caffeine at three o'clock in the afternoon. And yet I got a lift and I got this like clarity and I was able to feel like I was able to make better decisions at work. And, you know, and and then what happened was, was that I saw giving not giving out the Cuban coffee anymore. And I said, I want everybody to live a better existence. I want you to, you know, <laughs> not like Rob Peter to pay Paul and like, you know, want you to be able to get a good night's sleep then trying to squeeze out the last few hours of trying to wire everybody out on coffee and caffeine. And I said, I'd rather you got this better clarity, enjoy the rest of your afternoon, get as much done as we can and then call it a day and get rest and enjoy the rest of your night and wake up tomorrow morning and let's bring it back strong. And that became the kind of like the gig. And then when I, when I sold my last company, <laughs> I thought I was I'm going to take my I had a little newborn baby born January 2020 named Kinsley cute little thing and then March 2020 you know covid kicked in and my wife you know I was looking at different opportunities I was trying to think about I took the first 3 months I just did nothing you know <laughs> hung out my little baby which is so cool cuz I was like how often you get so a chance awesome. to have a newborn baby and you got money and you know and yeah. you got to hang out and I have an 8 year old too you know was like five back then. So I was like, gave it a like, you know, and I was like, but then came, you know, April and I was like, my wife's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, she's like, I don't think you should go out on looking at things. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I really want to do something with the mushrooms. So I want to do something that something that I connect with. And I really think that if I take the mushrooms that I love so much that I use personally all the time, every day, 
I feel like the market needs a uh, more of a um, a cool product that could taste good, that could really be like where people get a great experience taking the mushrooms and they can get this great effect. But it's got to be like really great. So then I thought to myself, well, maybe I should make a, a coffee latte. That was my first go. And I said, I figured I had to mask the mushrooms and one thing led to another. And I got together with this. Uh, so that's what I wanted to do. I, I came up with the coffee latte. I said, hey, that relates to me. I like coffee with the, what do you call it, the mushrooms. But let's get a, a finished product in a can. Because at that day, back then, there was no finished product in a can. It was only packets. You know what I mean? And yeah. But honestly, yeah, the like packets. The, the powders, right? Yeah. And they don't really, the coffee doesn't taste that good, honestly. You know what I mean? At the end yeah. of the day, you know, it's like, it's not great. You know, even I remember putting the mushrooms in my coffee. I didn't love it. And I said, well, let me figure out a way to make it taste great. And people get a great experience and really look forward to it and make it that it's easy to use, grab and go. And it's already, you know, already prepackaged. Yeah, I remember all of the uh, powders. I started using them, I think, pretty early on, but I had the same problem. I was like, they taste like shit. Uh, you know, I might have like spurts of using them consistently, but then I get over it because I just didn't love the, uh, the taste of it. Yep. How did you think about entering like a completely new market uh, in beverages? So what happened was, was that I went to a top beverage formulation company to get started, right? First, I had to come up with a name. Well, like, how am I going to come up with a name, you know? I knew I wanted to do a coffee latte and I looked down and there was this stock transfer company that I was doing business with. And I was like, look down, the name of them was Odyssey. I was like, that's a cool name. <laughs> I look it up. It's like a spiritual journey. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like I'm all about that. And then, and then I called them, you know, my guy who does, you know, trademark lawyer, legal. And I'm like, Hey, I got an idea. I want to, I want to, see if i could register this name odyssey for beverage and he's like guess what you can I'm like wow like good let's go and that was the name and i thought about what i wanted it to be all about and i said i want the whole brand to really be about like you know kind of like good energy you know like you know the product is about good energy and i want everybody to you know i want the product and the brand to be around that and that's what led me to sacred geometry and to the Metatron cube. And, and then I, I came up and I found this mushroom manufacturer and they were like amazing people. I love these guys and I still do. And we got a great relationship. And these guys were like, look, you know, we're really doing this whole extraction process to extract out the fiber and be left with this high potency concentrate, which is really the end all that really gives to the effect. So you don't have to really muddy up the drink and you could really have this, you know, high potent, really proper effect type thing. And I'm like, great. So we added it and we made the, the lattes and I got a little delayed during COVID and the production. So I was working on some teas and we made three teas and three lot, three coffee lattes. And the next thing you know, I launched them and I got great results. It was like, everybody was super excited about it, like really wildly excited. And then... I had one coffee that I made for focus and the other one I made for energy. And the focus one had lion's mane and the energy one had cordyceps that are really good for like endurance and vitality. And one day I said, you know, I wonder what it would feel like if I drink them both down together and I poured <laughs> them into a glass and I mixed it up and I drank it down. And now I had two times the dose of the, the mushrooms, you know, like this was like a lot of mushrooms and I drank it and I sat back for a little while and I was like, wow, this is <laughs> really good. I'm like, this is not to be believed. I'm like, dude, I feel great. I'm like, this is sick. I'm like, this is should be an energy drink. I'm like, this should be what energy drinks should be. And I thought about yeah. it and I said, you know what? There's really been no real innovation in energy drinks. Same, same shit. Same caffeine, same artificial sweeteners and flavors. We need to do better, and especially for the younger generations who want better. And I said, you know what? We're going to give them better. We're going to fucking give them great. That's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to make something really phenomenal here. And I thought to myself, it's probably not going to work. But you know what? 
I'm not going to tell myself that. I'm going to tell myself I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make this thing work because it couldn't be muddy. You know what I mean? And I said, yeah. you know what? And I called up the man, mushroom guys. And I go, guys, I got an idea. I need your help. Help me to make this work. And let's make a difference in the world. Let's make a difference in people's lives where people can have a better existence, where they can wake up each day and really look forward to the energy drink. That's not just energy just to wire them out, but energy for their brain for the focus, for the clarity, make them feel more present, make them feel like they're more like here, okay, more conscious, to make them better decisions and live life better. And all of a sudden, we got together and we said, okay, let's think, let's let's work on this. And we started working on the concoctions and the formulations. And guess what? I got the, sim- I got the samples and they were fantastic. And I was like, oh my God, well, let's, and let's use real fresh fruit juice concentrate. I want to make this thing taste amazing i don't want to use anything artificial i want the i want fresh fruit juice concentrate i want it to be like taste the best thing of anything that's ever tasted i want it to affect people and move people in great ways and here we go and that's what happened and we we wound up developing these formulations and then six months later we're selling the the the, now selling i'm selling coffees teas and a sparkling energy drink and you know what's so funny is that I didn't realize I'm playing in three different categories because I never came from beverage. So I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> People say, oh, you're playing in three different categories. I said, well, I guess I am. I'm like, well, in CBD, I had three different product lines. So I don't see a problem with that. I didn't even realize that coffees go in coffee section, teas and teas and and energy sparklings in another area. I said, no, well, what do you want to put all these things? I go, put them all together. I'm like, just line them up. Like, what do you mean? Like, you can't do that. (laughs) And I'm like, really? I'm like, all right. So uh, it was really funny because, like, you know, the small stores we dealt with, you know, they were like, they put everything together. They were like, fine. But then I didn't realize, like, when you go to, like, big format type stores, you know, what it would look, look like. And then next thing you know. I, uh, we, we started seeing the velocity on the sparkling and I had to make it, I had to make a decision because you couldn't really kind of play in both because it was, it was too difficult. It was two different co-packers. It was two different, you know, um, ingredient houses. It was, you know, it was just a lot of different, it was, one was an eight ounce can, one was a 12 ounce can. It was just, it was just, there's so many differences. And I, I just, I just decided that, you know, I really felt that the revolutionary idea was to go with the sparkling energy drink that, you know, there's only so many lattes that people could drink with a hundred calories. And I felt like, you know, like, you know, that this, this could have more reach and we were able to like, and I doubled up on the, on the milligram strength on the mushrooms, by the way, on the lion's (laughs) mane and cordyceps. And, you know, it was just, it was just, we hit the road rate running and we haven't looked back yet. I mean, we're only, we're not even two years into selling this product yet i mean we really only started selling this product like january this year next year will be two years so you know only a little while into this and you know we've we've gotten a lot of traction real fast and i i'm super excited about it you know that's amazing i mean it is funny how all the energy drinks are literally the same shit like uh i can't even believe they're bought nowadays like um you know, sometimes I'll see somebody leaving a gas station with like one of those NOS cans. And I always think like, oh my God, straight up like a grenade. You, you know what it is? <laughs> I feel that, Sean, that there just hasn't been, we hear it a lot. And, you know, a lot of people say, you know, I know it's not good for me. I drink it every day. No, it's not good for me. I drink it every day. I We hear it all the time. And there just hasn't been a good alternative. And, you know, the people gotten used to, you know, the 200 milligrams of caffeine and we're not anti-caffeine. You know, we, we use 200 milligrams in our in our drink. And matter of fact, we just launched the new 222s, which are actually 222 milligrams of caffeine. And that's OK, because when you add in the lion's mane, the cordyceps and little L-theanine, it kind of rounds out the, the caffeine. And it, what it does is it gives you more sustainable energy longer term without the crash. And yeah, you get the whole kind of like focus and clarity along the way. So you just kind of get this like elevated state and it's really very mood boosting. So as it is, um, you know, um, I just think that most people got caught up with the caffeine and, you know, it's like, if you don't, it's like, you feel like, 
you're not there and you're not getting going and you know you feel like you almost like to start your motor you got to have to have it and it's just not been a great product that could kind of like lead people from that product to something that's really better for them because it just hasn't been available and yeah. i'm not just here to tell them like, oh well now now we're here you know look at us you know but we did build something great and we haven't had huge marketing budgets to support this at all at all but yet what's happened is is that you know we built a product we put it on the shelves and when people saw the product on the shelves they said hey that looks nice i'm gonna try that i like here lion's mane is good for me i like lion's mane take lion's mane capsules i take it in my coffee whatever or you know heard about it so then they try it and then they say wow I like the way that tastes. It tastes correct. It doesn't taste synthetic. And then the next thing you know, they come back and they buy it again. And then they share it with their friends. And we've had a huge, huge viral component. That's We don't have a big celebrity endorsement person. We don't, you know, we don't have any of that. But we've had a product that people have resonated with and they feel the effect. And, and that was the way that I felt like I could win. I felt like I couldn't go head to head with all the competition. I had to kind of build my own lane. And my lane was really on the cognitive side. I felt if I could win on the cognitive side, you know, then, you know, and people felt that, then that that would be the way I could we could really get this product out and that it would it would work and virally connect and, and go. And, and fortunately enough, it's what's happening. How did you, um, how did you start breaking into relationships with new retailers? Cause you didn't have any beverage <laughs> or like food and bev contacts, right? Yep. So, you know, fortunately I had all those CBD stores from back in the day, but that wasn't the end all, but it was, it was good. It gave me a chance to test product and see how things worked, you know, and they were really game on taking the products in and trying it out. So that was cool. And then I got a lucky break with a distributor, big distributor. And they gave me like all these different hubs and they say, well, we'll let you go and sell into these different hubs. But you're right. I, I didn't have any of the, I didn't know any of these stores. So I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? So I had hired guys who worked for me before. And I said, hey, Max, Keith, you know, they're they like, they were, you know, we were talking all along about what I'm doing and they were excited about it. And they're like, okay, I'm like, I think I got this one. And they're like, all right, let's do it. I'm like, all right, let's go. And what we did is we did something so unconventional. We did is we called all these stores and all these different hubs and all these different regions. So I call, I'd be like, I got a, I, I bought, we bought lists of all the natural stores, mom and pops, and all those different areas. Hey, we're calling from Odyssey, you know? Uh, can I speak to the buyer? I mean, talking about old school. Sure. Hey, I'm Mr. Buyer. Hey, Mr. Buyer, this is Max. I'm calling from Odyssey. We're mushroom, you know, you know, product, energy product, da 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 da. And, you know, it's going along really good and we want to send you out a sample box and, you know, I think you're going to really enjoy it. You can really look at it. I'll send you out a catalog. I think you're going to love it. Check it out. And then I'll follow back up with you. If you really like it, we'll get you on board. If not, no worries at all. Is that fair enough? You got to be like, fair enough to me. Sure. Send it on over. It sounds interesting. (laughs) We sent out the sample box. And then we called them back and we like literally like like sent out the like like FedEx them out. So like they got them like the next day. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm, hi, I'm back. You know, it's like, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like you guys don't waste any time now, do you? <laughs> no, we don't. Why would we waste time? You know, like you wait till your customers try this product. They're gonna love it. And then next thing you know, they were like, I gotta tell you something. I like it. I like it. And guess what? All of a sudden, they're like, I'll take it. 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 And I'm like, we're like, Oh my God, you know, a hundred stores, 500 stores, a thousand stores, 1500 stores, 2000 stores. And we're like, and we just started to just get all these stores on board. And then we went to the bigger stores and we're like, Hey, we got these other stores and they're doing really well with the product you should bring the product on. And then we went to trade shows and we showed up at the trade shows and we're like, Hey, 
velocity is going really good. You're going to love the product. Your customers are going to love the product. You should take on the product. And they were like, okay, we're going to take it on. And they were like, okay, the bigger stores are selling the product really well. And they were like, what are other bigger stores? We're like, guess what? Those stores are doing well. I'm sure you're going to do well with it too. And we just never stopped. And here we are today. That's insane. You know, and- That's insane. But it's also like the fact that you didn't have anybody with experience basically helped you, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. <clears throat> cause otherwise they would have just told you like, you can't do it this way. Uh, definitely. Yeah. You can't do it. Mo- mo- people, people from the industry did tell us that. Yeah. And also it's funny because like, who the hell is calling? Who the hell is calling? Greatest way to get in contact with somebody. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, look, it costs a lot of money to go and get on a plane and rent a car and drive and send product out to these areas and try and knock on doors and try and find the right guy at the right time. How many people can you see a day? How many people can I call a day? Did you see the revenue potential on the wholesale side? Were were you already seeing it though in the, in the original distribution set that you had contacts from in the like CBD and vape world? Or was that business more just like a testing ground? And not really like volume, you know, we're great. And, you know, and I, I, I got lots of thanks to those guys and we're still doing business with all practically all of them, if not more of them now. And a matter of fact, like now that we launched the two, two, twos with the higher milligram strength of caffeine, um, we're seeing the velocities of this inside the, those types of stores being through the roof, actually. Um, I think we, maybe had a product that, you know, the original product is that we still have and still sell, which is the, uh, the Odyssey, you know, mushroom elixir that this one over here has only 85 milligrams of caffeine. And this product is absolutely spectacular, same mushroom content and all. Um, the difference is, is that, um, you know, I think that in a natural store, this product with 85 milligrams, it's going to appeal more towards maybe somebody is running a, you know, more plant-based, um, more of a natural type of you know, existence, um, you know, on what they eat and, you know, maybe a little more sensitive to the caffeine. Yeah. You know, when we look at a, a convenience store, you know, we look at like, you know, maybe a CBD store, a vape, a smoke, a head shop, you know. I think you're getting people that just have a higher tolerance, you know, for maybe the caffeine and want the higher milligram strength. And now, you know, we're seeing that with this, it's, it's like what we have in natural is working great. And our velocities are some of the highest in the industry. And we have some of the, we're in some of these natural stores with number one best-selling energy drink, if not one of the clear top leaders and in short order. But now that we've done this, you know, I think where we've, you know, we've met a fallen short in a convenience store or these other stores, we, we're not falling short it with this now, with the, with the two, two, twos, you know? And, uh, so that's kind of like how it's kind of like worked out. Did you privately fund the, the brand? Like, has it been bootstrapped? Uh, yep. Yep. The whole time. Yep. I, I, what I did is I originally, I funded it. I funded it more. And I funded it and I really <laughs> said that, you know, you know, look, I mean, my, my initials, you know, I was willing to come in for a half a million dollars and, you know, that kind of went pretty quick and, you know, but then I realized that, wow, I, I really felt like it's worth going in deeper. I, and I said, I'd rather go in deeper more myself and I had to work out the things between the coffees, the teas, and then move into the sparkling. And, you know, there was some reiterations throughout all of that, you know, and, um, and then, uh, product formulation and cost, you know, like there was, it was, you know, but I said, I'd rather take the hickey, you know, on for me than bringing in investors. And if I got to take the hickey, I'll take the hickey, you know? And then I got to the point where like, it was really taking shape, you know, and like the sales were going up and I needed more inventory and I needed more support. And, you know, at that point, you know, I felt more confident that if investors came in with me, that although it's going to be a good deal of risk, some of that risk was off the table because I was also producing sales. 
So yeah. I think it's really important to, you know, what's important is to find something, even if in a small scale that works, you know, just find something that, you know, I, I sold something and guess what? They called me back and they want more. Hmm, that's a good sign. Sell them a little bit more. They bought more again. You don't have to sell throughout the whole country. You don't have to sell in anything more than your own little neighborhood. Go door to door. Just knock on the door yourself. Make a few pieces somehow. Sell it to a store. Do people like it? Go back to the store. Ask them, who's buying my product? What do they look like? What are they saying about it? What? Are, how, how old are they? You know, and then find out and then see. And then if they, if that store and those stores are doing good with it, you got a little more money coming in, go get a few more stores and just, you know, kind of move it along. It, it doesn't, you need, it doesn't need to be big. It doesn't need to be big. It's better off not being big because if it's big and it's not right, it's too hard to unravel that, you know, or fix it. And you may never get a chance to do that. You know, if you do it small, then you know what? Hey, you learned it didn't work. It needed to be fixed. You heard about it, but now all of a sudden you're not having to try and fix a hundred stores. You have to fix, you know, ten or fifteen or twenty local stores. Yeah. And then you know maybe you need a new label. Maybe you did need a new flavor. You know, or maybe you need, I don't know, or maybe it's just not right at all. You know, and you didn't need to go out to a thousand stores to find that out. So, you know, that's what I think. I think it's really important just to, you know, make small steps in the right direction. Then I went out for investors and I raised, um, I originally raised a quick, like one and a half million dollars. And then from there, um, I had a kind of like a rolling close. So I kept raising money as I kind of needed it and raised another million and a half. And I, I ended up closing at the end of last year, $6.3 million. And then at the end of last year, I was like, wow, this is going really, really, really good. I'm really, really excited about it. I feel that we should really double down because I felt like the market was wider than I thought. So I thought we had to live in convenient. I thought we had to live in natural. I thought the only one who was going to buy a product that had Lion's Man and Cordyceps right off the bat was going to be somebody in, in natural and that I really couldn't really win in convenience or club or in grocery and like supermarkets. I was wrong. I think the market's wider than I thought. I think more people are more accepting of these types of innovation type of product, um, especially in the mushroom kind of world. And I think that the lion's man, the cordyceps are really well received. And, um, and I felt like the Gen Z's, they really get it. I think the older people, they're like, oh, mushrooms. Oh, yeah, I know about those mushrooms. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you don't really know about the mushrooms, honestly, because there's a lot more to these functional mushrooms than you know, just psilocybin, which I'm not against. And I use psilocybin and I'm a fan of psilocybin, but, um, you know, in, in right context and place, and I'm not looking to, you know, all of a sudden see my pictures move around the walls <laughs> and stuff like that today. Although I've done that before also, um, life, life is good. And, but I think that, um, you know, now I think it's really, you know, the younger generation, they, they really do like this and, I really want to be supportive towards their world. It's their journey. It's their time. You know, the Gen Z's, forward-thinking millennials, I, I really want to give them something that helps to elevate and give them the best existence of life that they can have. And, you know, that was a lot of purpose behind our brand and what we're doing. And um, and, and that's what led me to wanting to expand into convenience and into, you know, other mass market. And that's why I decided to raise another $6 million. So this year, oh, wow. again, I raised another $6 million. And and now I'm actually just ready to close that $6 million. And I'm, I'm down to my last $32,000. Funny enough, <laughs> I, I raised the entire amount of $6 million less $32,000, um, of which I got certain people that want to put in two fifty dollars or five hundred dollars now. And I'm like, no, I only got $32,000. They're like, well, I'm not interested in $32,000. <laughs> That is oh hilarious. my god it's too funny it's either you're trying to raise a lot of money and then you know oh that's too much money you know what i mean i'm trying to yeah. raise just a little bit of money oh, that's not enough money but those are good problems to have so anyway i gotta finish off the last 32 if you know anybody but that uh, anyway <laughs> so um all is good you know we're, we're having a lot of fun we got a great team 
we built out a great, 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 great team. You know, I say it really comes down to two things. You know, one is you got to have a great, great product. The product has to be phenomenal. You can't win without having, you know, a spectacular product. Well, you might win for a little while, but not really win, you know, the end result. Um, but you need the right team. And, you know, we got a spectacular team here. So we got about 45 employees now. And, uh, you know, I'm glad I raised the extra money to roll forward because we were able to put that into marketing. We we're able to put that into the extension of our two, two, twos to get into more mass market. And, um, you know, and, and, and here we are. Where do you, uh, now that you've built out a team, where's most of your time spent? I feel like you're a product guy, uh, at heart, like hearing the story about you dealing with the other CBD brand that wasn't making products that you felt like were needed in markets, then you create a new brand and similar, similar with this story. Yeah. I'm trying to spend more time doing not much, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's the best answer ever. Just uh, pure honesty. You know, like, you know what it is? It's like, I could go and be involved in every department. Yeah, I could go and micromanage them all, you know, and I, and I still do, you know, the marketing, the brand, the colors, the, you know, the, the messaging, you know, I'm, I'm still hands on there. And we brought on a lot of new marketing people and I, the, what we're doing on the social and, you know, I, I really, I really want to make sure that I, it stays correct until it's like so locked in and that it's, you know, cause you get a lot of new people and then new people want to do new things. And I'm not always like, no, 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 I don't like, you know, I'm doing this long time. And I, I, I feel a certain way of where, you know, and you're yeah. just walking in here and you, have, yeah. you haven't seen what I've seen. <laughs> so, you know, but I'm open-minded and I, and I don't, you know, you know, so I really feel that I, I, I want people to, you know, have their own autonomy to do stuff and be creative. And, you know, and I, and I don't want to try and, you know, be too in, in the middle of that, but, yeah. and I also feel that it's really important for me to not be so busy in, you know, I can be as busy as I want to be around here, you know, it's a lot going on, but if I'm really busy, then I can't really think. And I think it's about the thinking. You know, we're going back to what we talked about at the very beginning. I think it's really important to have a clear mind. If you're so busy, 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 you can't really see, like, what should I be busy with? What are the next moves? What are the next things we should be doing? I need to be, you know, where do we want to go? You know, and I don't want to, like, look back and say, I I wish I didn't really think about that because I was so busy. Rather than, oh, I did think about that, or I did notice these things because I wasn't so busy. So I'm trying to, I have my meetings. I'm very particular about where I invest the time. Um, and that's what I'm thinking. You know, I'm thinking about like, you know, what what are the next moves? You know, like, um, you know, what, what do we have to do? And uh, and sometimes I don't, not just not think, because sometimes when you're not thinking, it's when a lot of times the answers come. Do you, um, are most of your meetings and how you invest your time, are they mostly with like leadership? No, actually today, the, the, one of the guys who drives our trucks, I had a meeting with him 8 a.m. this morning. I got done picking, dropping off my daughter and I had a meeting with him. Why did I speak with him? Because he drives a truck every day. He's on the front line. He hears everything that goes on good, better, and different. And I know I can trust my guys that are on the road to tell me the truth. Is is something what's not working? What can we do better? How could I support you? How can we make it better for you? What what is working great? How do we capitalize more on that? What do you need to help you to be more successful? And you know what? As much as it's important for me to speak to my my top leadership, I like to be in the trenches and talk to my other people and say, what's going on down there? How about this? I'm gonna jump on the truck with you. Let's go for a ride today. Let's go visit some stores. I'm going to walk in there and close them myself or not. Maybe it's what's going on. What's the pushback? So like, I like that kind of stuff, you know, and like by not being so busy, I get the time to be able to do those kinds of things. And that's fun for me. I, I think everybody's important, you know, like whether it's my, you know, top CFO that came from Red Bull and then bang energy and is a pro and a 
amazing talented individual in beverage and operations. And I love to talk to this guy who has been selling and driving trucks for beverage for the last decade and pick his brain, tell him, hey, how's it going? And I think it's really important. That's awesome. I feel like that, uh, yeah, most people lose sight of the reality of, you know, who has direct knowledge of the situation. Also, uh, there's a book by, do you know Danny Meyer, the uh, restaurateur that started um, Shake Shack? Yes. Yep. Uh, his book, he talks about uh, business like life is all about how you make people feel. It's that simple and that hard. And I, uh, it reminds me of how he views like work in general of just like every person you have to make them. It matters how you make them feel inside of the company. So like you meeting with that driver sends a message to basically everyone, like my opinions and views and observations matter on a greater scale than at most places because you're not too busy to meet with them. Looking back, I know you're early on in the, the journey. I guess like what's your time frame view of like a successful outcome in the brand? Do you have like a, a specific time frame that you're working towards or is it more discovering that as you as you spot and find opportunity? You know, I think that most every other business, when I went into it, I really kind of thought, okay, I'm going to make a mad dash and sprint as fast as I can. And, you know, then the offers will come and, you know, and I'll get a liquidity event and I'll take some time off and go fishing and figure out my next gig. I feel different about this. This one, I want to go the distance. I want to spend the time doing this. I want to go build a company for the years to come. And don't get me wrong. I got a saying, you know, we got to, we got to eat while we dream. And I want to be able to go and live well along the way, you know, whether it's with salary or it's me shaving off a few shares of stock as we go and, you know, getting some liquidity events along the way. Cause you know, look, I'm 56 now, you know, I got, you know, an eight year old, almost a four year old and a wife. And, you know, I want to be able to travel and do nice things along the way. You know, I don't want to just wait 10, 20 years until I sell the company hypothetically and, you know, and then be like, oh, okay. You know, like you want to like live along the way. So, so my goal with this is that, um, that we don't really, it's not about trying to sell this company. I'm sure there'll be plenty of good offers that will come about, you know, um, but what I'm really care to do is build an amazing company and great group and have a sustainable energy, just like we're building in the product, but in the culture of our company. So that when we come to work every day, it's fun. It's enjoyable. We're making good strides. We're, we're like, it's like, we like the sense of the accomplishment that we're having, you know, and that it doesn't have to be that, oh, in three years, we're going to look to sell the company to Coca-Cola, you know, or somebody else, you know what I mean? And I don't have that kind of like perspective. My perspective is let's build a great business. Let's build business that, you know, look at Monster. Monster's in business 25 years now. Red Bull, same thing, 25, 30 years. You know what I mean? You know, we why can't we look to be and say, let's go build this company for the years to come? And look, you know, down the road, yes, maybe there's a president, chief operating officer, and help someone's handling, you know, another area of the business of, you know, operations that, you know, is skilled set in dealing with, you know, hundreds of employees, if not thousands of employees and stuff like that. And, you know, I could still be, you know, involved in, you know, you know, from a high level, but like, that would be my goal. My goal is that, that let, let it go, let it, let it build. Let's go, let's go do right by people. Let's not just like hand the keys off to somebody else. And then potentially they muddy it up or change it or change formulation or cutting costs on certain things and stuff like that. Like let's get people you know, great products and let's, you know, let's let it go the distance, you know? So like right now, my, 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 my long-term perspective is, is that I might own shares and be part of this company. And maybe it's from a board position later on or something like that, you know, or maybe I stay as acting CEO for the next 20 years for all we know. But if I could build it with the sustainability that I don't feel like it's become so overwhelming and I'm so tired and I'm so rushed and it's just so much. And I just, oh, this guy's offering me, this big company's offering us a big check and I could just cash out and go back out on the boat. If I can go on the boat and spend time with my family, 
and have this great sense of accomplishment and have my brain working clearly and well and engaging with my group, I, I would like to do that. You know, so right now that, that, that's the goal is, is, is to build. That's awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I love, I love the idea and also the approach of building, like how different it is from most people. Uh, in my eyes, I feel like that's how you find new, new paths to go down. It's not, yeah, it's not going to go build what I, I sell this business and then I'm going to go build a new business. I'm going to be involved <laughs> with other people or maybe I'll buy into a business and then have to try and like work it out with those people. And, you know, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. I, I would rather race the car that I already know. I built the car from the ground. And, you know, it's interesting. Like we built the way I see this thing is like this. We built a chassis that's like titanium and state of the art and lightweight and really like incredibly put together. And the chassis is really the formulation that we put together, the brand and the formulation of the product. That's the chassis. But check this out. See now the motor, guess what? We didn't build the motor. I got the motor from somebody else. It's called other industry experts. It's called the people who used to work at Bang, people who used to work at Essentia Water, people who used to work at other big companies. And I wound up now taking the motor, the horsepower, the skill set of that proven motor of how to actually build these amazing, successful companies from the operational standpoints. And I put that motor into our chassis. And now we're taking our chassis with this incredible horsepower motor, this thousand horsepower motor that really knows how to run correctly. And we did some fine tuning to that motor to even boost it up, make it even more efficient. And now we're taking that motor with that chassis and putting it on the racetrack. Here we are we're on that racetrack and here we come. And, and I see all the other, I see all the people on the racetrack and I see where we are. And by the way, we're on the back of the pack. That's right. We're at the very back of the pack. We're in the back of the pack with a bunch of other people in the back of the pack, but I'm in the front of the other people that are in the back of the pack, by the way. Okay. Not even a doubt in my mind, but guess what? We're moving up, moving fast. I'm coming. I'm on my way. And I'm telling you, I'm going to start drafting some of those guys. And you know what? I'm going to drop a gear. I feel like I'm there's coming. no there's no other way to end this podcast but to <laughs> let it just run off of that. <laughs> Thank you so much for spending the time. Uh, I would love to stay in touch. I mean, insane what you built. Thank you. Bread, receipt, bread, receipt, bread, receipt, bread, receipt, bread, receipt.